Welcome to Emma's podcast. In today's podcast, I have somebody, and I must say, we do have a very good connection right now. We never met before, but I have the pleasure to talk to Dr. Osaka Marie Gemo. And she's a CEO and founder of Joe Dapris. And I want to know more about who you are in your company and what you do, because you intrigued me. <laughs> I have to say that I said it up in the air on the top of the hour. <laughs> so how are you doing? I am doing fabulous. I'm blessed. Highly favored. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, because we talked a little offline a little bit. So you are from originally from Africa. Yes, ma'am. And from let me struggle. say thank you so much, Emma, from, for inviting me on your platform. I... I feel privileged to be talking to you today. So thank you so much for that. Yes, I am originally from Africa. So you're, you're from the country of Congo? Yes, it's so, DRC Congo because you have yes. two Congo. You oh, have yes. the Republic of Congo and you have the Republic Democratic of Congo. So I'm from the DRC. So you grew up over there. So you are now living in the US. So can you share with me how did you went from uh, DRC to the United States? What was your mm-hmm. journey? That's a long, <laughs> <laughs> a long journey to explain. In a, in a synopsis, <laughs> how about that? <laughs> yes, I lived uh, in DRC in Lubumbashi precisely. That is the economic place in, um, in DRC. And uh, I left DRC in 2004 and uh, moved first to South Africa. And that's where I got married. I got married in South Africa. And then I lived there for four years before I can leave South Africa to come to the United States. That is wonderful. Now, was it your dream to come into the US? So your goal? I'm sorry about that. It's okay. so coming in America yes when uh, I was still in school I remember in um, I would say in 10th grade in high school I remember one time we we were talking about the United States and we're talking about uh, California and I was like "Ooh, I would like to go visit California because Mm -hmm. the the area and the way the teacher was explaining it was really intriguing and very inviting and very good I was like oh I think one day I can go visit California so uh, but I did not see myself kind of just flying from Congo to United States and the way I came here it was not through me but it was through my husband so yeah oh that's wonderful so (laughs) when you arrived in the U.S. what was your big um, shocker moment or what did you felt like because it's totally different uh, kind of different from South Africa a little bit but what was your biggest experience it's like oh boy I didn't even thought about this (laughs) (laughs) you know United States it's a beautiful place, a beautiful country, and a dream country, I would say, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So when I first arrived, my fir- the first thing when I was in the plane, I was like, because I came here, it was around September, I was like, I want to see the snow, the real snow. <laughs> Not a lot of people ask for that. <laughs> you know, in Congo, we don't have snow. Yep. In South Africa, there's a little bit of snow once in a while, mm-hmm. but the real snow is <laughs> over here. Yes. So when we came here, it was in September. So I was kind of hoping and waiting when the snow will show up. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the first day I saw snow, <laughs> I was super excited. I was yes. very happy. Oh, finally, I saw the snow. But asked me a month after that, I was like, 
Anna, go we... home. <laughs> we done yet with the snow people? I'm it done. It became cold and freezing. I was not expecting it to, it to be that cold. And I'm like, I want to go home. <laughs> I miss my, <laughs> my African weather. I miss my son. I miss... I just want to go home. <laughs> so that year we end up going back home and then came uh, back. Home. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. That must have been like, oh, baptized by fire. That's the case to say. But you asked for it. You wanted your wish and your wish came true. But that was probably not what you were expecting. So, oh, this is so yes. funny. I love yes. those kind of experiences because we got to laugh. All right. This is not laughing to It's hilarious. It's hilarious because. When you're so excited to see something like snow, you're thinking mm-hmm. it's going to last five minutes, but it's, under, it's never the case. It doesn't never last five minutes. It's more than that. Nobody's telling you that, actually. No, so. no. Mm-hmm. And you know, when it comes out the first time, you're happy, mm-hmm. you go out, you play with it. It's a lot of fun. But yes. they don't tell you that the feather it gets down the, the line, <laughs> it becomes super snow. And you, and you know, I'm in Chicago, yeah. so... The Chicago oh, yeah. is known to being the coldest place. <laughs> you, yes, you, you asked for the snow, not the cold, and you got exactly, with exactly. the snow and the cold, which is terrifying. It's like, oh no, it's not happening. I'm staying inside. I am not going outside ever. We're mm-hmm. done. Yes. So yes. you went to school here. Uh, you had a bachelor um, honor degree in economics and finance management. And you got a master's degree in economics, trade and investment, and you had a doctorate of business administration, international business and management. Now, why did you choose that path of economics and financial management first? Absolutely. Um, I would say the economics, my father was an economist. Oh, okay. My father was an economist. So when, you know, when you finish high school, you kind of don't even know what you want to do. So you have some dreams, but you don't know really what you want to do. So Mm -hmm. when I was, um, my year before I finished high school, I talked with my father and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing at the university. What am I going to be doing? And he was like, you are very good in math. And you are in business already because I was introduced in business at the age of 10. My father Mm -hmm. had a retail store and uh, he was kind of, I'm working with my family. I'm I'm the firstborn, so I I get to be part of the business. So I had that uh, business in me and he was Mm -hmm. an economist and encouraged me. He was like, you will be good in economics. So you just need to take that path. So... I went, I went to school, I went and chose to be in economics and never regretted <laughs> that that's I've one, done that. No, that's wonderful because you went from the economics to the business administration as well. So it feels like you did an entire full package, not only the economics, but you went exactly. beyond it, which, exactly. is so in, which is so interesting. So from there, what did you do when you were done with all of it? What inspired you to move forward and be the founder of Joda Chris? What led you to do that? That's a very good question. So when I completed, just as you say, I did my economics, uh, my bachelor's degree back in the country in Congo. Mm-hmm. And then I traveled to South Africa and there I did economics and then I specialize in uh, investments and trade. And uh, when I came over here, I was like, okay, I am doing economics. My husband is doing economics. So we were both economics. And I'm like, um, I wanna switch the gear a little bit because I don't wanna be like a full professor at that time. Yeah. I was like, I like doing business because mm-hmm. I grew up doing business. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw myself out there with a, a business, I would say uh, image, yes. m- mostly than the economics. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going just to switch a little bit and learn about business so that 
I can utilize the, the practice that I had already, the experience I had already growing up in business. I had my own business at the age of 18, 19. Mm -hmm. I started already doing the direct sales myself. So I had a lot of experience already. So taking the doctor degree in business was just a way for me to officialize and say, hey, I want to kind of grow in the business world, mm -hmm. establish myself, get the notoriety uh, on the educational uh, yeah. side of it. And then my last year, I didn't think of really opening my own business until like in 2011. Mm -hmm. That was like two years before I finished my, my PhD program. And then one day I was like, okay, I worked with different companies and mm -hmm. I feel like I need some freedom and how can I do it and how can I help the world doing what I'm doing? So it is good you can work for a company. Um, you are limited on what you can do, right? When you're working yes. for another company. So I was working for this great company, it's an international company, and there are some policies that I was not happy with. Yeah. And also I was seeing that we were helping mostly companies that were uh, having a lot of revenues. And people who did not have a lot of revenues, we were not really looking into them. And I was like, oh, that's not kind of fair because before you start having a lot of revenues, you start somewhere. Yes. And if we're not, give, we're not providing help for these little, little uh, businesses, how will they grow? So that started intriguing me, started kind of bringing the fire into me. And I was like, okay. I started uh, learning about the small businesses. I started learning about their need and started learning about what can they, mm -hmm. what can uh, a company provide for them? What do they need? How can we help the small business? So when I completed my degree in 2015, I worked in another large corporation again uh, in 2016, mm -hmm. and I could see how they were working with small businesses, but still those restrictions. And I was like, okay, I think I found my niche. Uh, and then one day uh, I was no longer able to work there and my children were uh, asking, can we just stay home because we just want to come back. My little girl was, <laughs> was I think, three, uh, mm -hmm. three years, yes, at that time. And she was like, when I come home, can you just be home so that I have time to play with you? Because yeah. we, we're working and when we get home, it's late and then you just mm -hmm. take care of them a little bit and then you have to put them to bed and then go back to work again. So having time, family time, just the weekend, the children were finding it a little bit tough. And myself, I was finding it a little bit tough because I did not have time to spend with the children. So at some point, uh, something happened and I was like, okay, I'm going to stay home. And as I stayed home, I started looking online for some, something to do from mm -hmm. home. Yeah. And one day, surprisingly, I called this company. Uh, I wanted to learn about funnel, sales funnel. And then I called this company and I'm like, I heard that you guys are selling uh, the, the funnel system. And the guy told me, why do you want to buy and be part of an affiliate with us? You can start your own company. And I'm like, starting my own company? How can I do that? I have no money. I have nothing. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, you have fortune. You have a degree. You have, yes. uh, you have experience. Mm -hmm. You can start somewhere. So that was kind of God's talking to me through that person. Good. <laughs> and then I went back. I'm like, oh, if that person can see that I have something, then maybe yeah. I should look into it. And then mm -hmm. I started digging more and more, learning more. And that's how I started. That is inspiring because um, this podcast series is about business breakthrough. That's why I like to connect with business owners like you and ask them what got you started and mm -hmm. the journey you did from 
Africa to here and the inspiration you've got because again like you said when you were younger you helped your family to run the business so you already had it kind of quote-unquote in your blood mm-hmm. to be able to do something the question was what is it what am yes. I supposed to be doing now you do have a charity and you do have a book can you talk about both of them absolutely absolutely and uh, before I come to talk to you I was kind of uh, finishing the steps for publishing so by sure. tomorrow this book is out it's published officially so I have a charity organization in 2020 uh, I started helping because I am an orphan and I lost my parent at the age of 24 mm-hmm. um I, my my father passed away at the age of 22 when I was 22. And then my mom, when I was 24, it was two years apart. And having a life of an orphan, it's not easy. You know, even mm-hmm. if you have somebody helping you, there's always that hole in there. I wish yes. my mother was here. I wish my mm-hmm. father was here. And there's so much, especially if you're a firstborn of a number of children and very young at that age you have to take care of your brothers and sisters and you are not working you don't have a job oh my goodness it was not an easy task but i always thank god for putting the uh, uncles a friend of family members cousin around us to help us through that um that uh journey but you know it's not everybody that that have that blessing of having people to help them through that journey so i told myself god has blessed me and the world has blessed me um why can't i just look deep down into myself where i'm coming from and lend a hand to somebody else and that's how in 2020 I started the charity activities, helping people that I know um, that their need of mm-hmm. financial need, education need, something, something small that we can support. And I saw tremendous um, result out of that. And in 2021, I was like, oh, I think this, this thing is working. And I see that I'm not gonna be able to, to do it myself. I can go ahead and register a charity where I can start getting partners who can help me with this mission. Mm-hmm. So my charity organization is Mario Sacco Foundation. And then in 2021, I created Joda Priest Philanthropic Partners so that I can start getting help from people who want to join in my mission to help orphans and family needs out there. So the first source is my company, Joda Priest. That's why I did put Joda Priest as uh, the name of the charity. And then I work with philanthropic um, helpers out there. Anybody who wants to jump in to be a partner, to help in the mission with any amount, I usually do not put an amount out there. It can be $20, it can be $50, $500, whatever amount, if you feel in your heart that you can help somebody, you can put a smile on somebody's face, you are more than welcome to reach out and work with us. And we've seen uh, that in 2021, I got that idea almost at the end of the year in September. So we only end up doing like the Christmas uh, thing. As we had a goal to put like uh, Christmas food on the table for 12 families. And thank God with the public, with my book that I was writing at that time, it was not out. So I asked for people to pre-buy before we can release the book, if they could jump in with just $20 for the book, buying the book so that the money can be sent to the charity organization. And a couple of people did participate as well. Some people did buy the book and that's how we were able to feed more or less 12 families in Christmas. And that was very interesting. My book is called, Who is Your Father? 
Yes. This is a question that, you know, when somebody meets you, they will ask you, who is your father? Because mm. that's how they identify you with uh, your presence on this earth. So in this book, I'm talking not just about my father. My father was an inspiration for me to write the book, my relationship with my father. And then you will see that in my book, I'm mostly targeting people who are looking to, uh, who are longing that relationship with a father. So it's not a book that is written just for the children, but it's for all ages. We've seen that there are people who did, did have a great relationship with their the parents as they were growing up, but it happened at some stage that they lose the connection. You know how yes. you become yourself yes. a parent yes. and you start having your own life mm -hmm. and now you're like, oh my goodness, I need a father. Who can advise me on this? Yeah. They grow, they pass away and all of that. So the great father that we have is the heavenly father. God, the creator is our father. So I kind of go through the steps to show that either you had a great father on this earth or if he's still alive, you stay fortunate. We thank God for that. Mm -hmm. But if you did not have a great relationship with your father or if your father passed away or you were abused by your father, you don't have to carry that identity and live with emptiness with that, with, with inside of you. There is a great father, the one who says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He loves you unconditionally. He is the ultimate father that we all have to look up to. So that's the raising of the book. That's pretty powerful. Now, mm. how can we get the hold of your book? Because you said you're done, you're done with the book. It's published as of today. Where is everybody can find that book? The book is on Amazon, mm -hmm. so I will give you the link when we, uh, when we finish and before yes. you can publish it, so you can yes. put it in the link. They yes. can get it there. If they want to reach out to me directly, you can text me at 773-217-5712. You can go on our website, Mario Sacco Foundation. The book mm -hmm. will be also, the link will be there. Uh, we're still working on adding the link there, but the link will be there also. And also uh, my email is D, like the, le the letter D, David, dmarie at jodapriest.com. So you can reach out to me by email, by text message, or you can go online, you will find the book. That would be great. And if they have, um, if, the, if people wants to help you, uh, they can go to the website or connect with you via the phone number that you provided to us and the emails so they can help your foundation as well um, because that's wonderful to know that. Do you have a magazine or uh, anything like that that uh, people can promote their business? Absolutely. As you can see in my background. I know. <laughs> Terrible. Emma is reading behind and looking at your beautiful <laughs> banners, and I just naughty Emma. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm in business because yes. I want to help businesses. Mm -hmm. So I do run webinars, I do have meetings, I do give interviews to businesses because I want to elevate their visibility. So the idea of this magazine, you know how some companies, if they want to have a magazine, it's going to be just for their services or for their products that they want to promote yes. out there. Yes. So this magazine is a magazine that uh, I'm creating a platform for, uh, for businesses to market as a team. Nice. You've never you've never heard that before, right? <laughs> no, because generally they go against each other, not working together. Which exactly. is like we should work together so exactly. we can yes. Exactly. We always compete out there. We always try to compare ourselves with the others, but there is a way we can work as a team. There is yes. a way we can work as a community. I'll just give you quickly an example. Let's say you you are cold, you want to put the fire. Yes. If you have one charcoal, right, mm -hmm. you put it there. 
Yeah. Even if it was burning in that platform, you had all the charcoals together, the fire was great. If you just take one charcoal out of it, you put it on the side, what will happen? After a while, it's going to die, right? Yes, exactly. But yes. if you put it back and keep it together, the fire will just keep on going. So exactly. that is kind of my motive of putting uh, this magazine together. And you know how we believe on the power of the word of the month, um, yes. where, where you're like, okay, I can refer you to somebody I know. And when they go there, they just yes. get amazed. Yes. That's how I work with this magazine. So when we work together, when we get together, it's like we are promoting each other yes. on the same platform. So when I have my business there, you have your business, my customers, they will receive a free link to this magazine, the, uh, the, the digital magazine. Yep. And when they ask me about Emma, I'm like, oh, I know her. She's a great girl. She's a great mm -hmm. lady. And uh, she can promote your business on the air. She has podcasts. When they come to you, they don't have to come to you like strangers. They will yes, come exactly. to you like someone they know, right? Yes. So that kind of boosts the trust in your business and also it boosts the trust in the customer as well. So if people are looking to promote the business in a new way, instead mm -hmm. of competing out there, we yes. can work as a team. So this, mag this magazine, it has a purpose of elevating the visibility here nationally and also internationally. So I have to ask you the question, how did you come up with this? Because the question <laughs> is like, you already, you know, it's a fantastic idea, but how did you come to the realization to do this? Because, you know, uh, people can be amazed, you know, they have ideas and some just like will never uh, follow through because that's the way they, they run, you know, it's just an idea and that's it. Mm -hmm. But I am just curious to know, how did you um, decide or how did you find that idea to do this to help other businesses? Um, that's a very interesting idea. You know, it is in my nature to help people. Mm -hmm. I grew up that way. Since I was a little girl, I like helping. I can help you with your homework. I can help you with some friendship. I can help. So in the business world, I believe that when you are part of a network, you yeah. grow better. Yes. And I believe that if I can help you, Emma, succeed today, your success makes me happy. And guess what? When you succeed, you will look back and say, oh, Dr. Marie did help me. You mm -hmm. can come down on me and you, you will bring me to your success with you. Yes. So I believe that if I can help you succeed, I'm helping myself as well succeed. So that's how I I, uh, I kind of envision that one. And I'm like, okay, now I can put it in a way that has not been put out there because we're trying to have some creativity, some innovation to put out mm -hmm. there. And I believe that with this magazine, it is just something that we need to do to make sure that we fulfill what we want to do. And I, I like that very much. And you, uh, you embody what to me is giving back to the community, but it's working together. Yes. And I love that because it's a sense of community. That's what business should be. We mm -hmm. can be competitor in our, in our own field. Customer will come to us. The right customer, client, prospect will come to us because exactly. we're supposed to have them. But uh, it's interesting that, you know, empower each other to work together, I think is more powerful. Like you said, if you take a single coal out of the fire, then it will not burn as strongly than the others. And will, like you said, will shut down and close and no more. It will not burn anymore. Mm -hmm. But when we're working together, there is a bigger power because we put our energies together and we're supporting each other. We're not alone. And that to me makes a huge different so i love your philosophy it's absolutely fantastic thank so you what is next for you because you wrote the book so what's next do you have any idea what you want to do are you going to write another book uh, what do you got in mind 
Oh, the book writing mm -hmm. journey just started. Mm -hmm. Good. <laughs> I have a long journey because I need to write books in science, in business, in uh, there's a lot of fields, you know. So this is just the first book I'm putting out there that gave, kind of gave me the enthusiasm of now putting myself in the writing uh, mode, I should say. So there's a lot of books. Um, next year, I'll, I'm starting already writing a book now in business, and hopefully by God's grace, something comes out again next year. That's wonderful um, mm -hmm. to be able to do that and share, because I think that as entrepreneurs, uh, for me doing the podcast, it's very nice because people can listen to us uh, any given time and they can hear your voice, they can hear the passion, they can hear your story but also pass it on the knowledge because you do have knowledge and it's like, okay, all of your wealth of knowledge is going to help somebody else's mm -hmm. when they're going to read the book. Exactly. And it's so wonderful because in the past, you know, like two centuries ago, if it's not more, people were, uh, had great ideas, great things. And they went, when they passed on, uh, passed on mm -hmm. so are their knowledge. It was never shared to the world. Mm -hmm. So for me, for you to do this and write uh, more books on different topics, it's going to bring more richness to people and inspire them. That's the reason, actually, I do the this series is to inspire others. Absolutely. To be able to to do um, what we're doing, being entrepreneurs, but in realizing as well that everybody can be an entrepreneur. It's not just the futures in one. Mm, that's it's well said <laughs> so uh what would you say to your younger self now then you know then you did not know when you were younger Ooh, wow <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good one <laughs> well you know when you made me guess your country i have to <laughs> yeah you know when you you grow up there are mistakes that you make and you're like oh i wish i knew you if I knew this, I wouldn't have done that. If I did not know this, and then there's if, 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 if. But I'll tell my younger self and say, you know what? Make as many mistakes as you can when you're still young and learn from those mistakes. And when you fail, don't just give up. Wake up, look back where you fail. Why did you fall? And from there, take an experience and make a big jump before you. Because in life, we don't have always roses coming to others, but we have these big dreams. And we believe that, you know, tomorrow will be great tomorrow, but we don't know tomorrow. So I always say, tomorrow is not yours. Tomorrow, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. Everything that you can do, if you are able to do it, try to do it today. If you cannot finish, that's great. Tomorrow can come. But guess what? When tomorrow comes, you're going to say today, because today is the day you live in and you can work in. Tomorrow belongs to God. If we are there, great. We can pursue our life. If we're not there, don't die regretting. I wish I did. I wish I would have done. That's me. That's pretty powerful. That is a pretty powerful statement. And I agree with you because when I was younger, uh, I put I projected myself more in the future than being present. So I could exactly. not co-create and I could not do what I was supposed to do because I was living somewhere that wasn't there yet. So I love what you said. Be present today and do what you got to do today. Tomorrow will come. No worries about it. Focus on what you get on the front of you. Exactly. Not and I always said, I don't know for you, uh, when I got interviewed for jobs and that always a sentence that irritated the life out of me. So what are you going to do in five years? <laughs> well, my answer always been, I could get hit by a bus, win at a lottery and live in the Netherlands, <laughs> or I could start to work for you right now and see where it will take us. I can love that. I never thought of it that way being negative of my future mm, I never thought of being hit by the bus 
Well, you have to think about it. I don't know five years where I will be. Seriously, I always said, exactly. well, hit by a bus, win at the lottery. I like the second. Mm. You can win at the lottery. I buy my own island and I'll be just fine. Amazon deliver everything from me. I will be just fine, people. That's it. But I don't know. And I always found it strange to ask that question. And it's still, some people still ask the question. I'm like, I cannot answer you because I don't know where I will be in five years. I always told them, I said, I don't, and they looked at me like shocked. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Things change so quickly here. What would I know? My idea of where I would be in five years, I can look five years when I would be there in five years and look back and say, well, I was thinking I would go do this and now I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I thought I would be in corporate for uh, the rest of my life and now I have my own business. It's like, okay, it took maybe 20 years to get it down where I wanted to be, but I had to figure out what I wanted to do. But still, it's like, I don't know. So for me, the five years plan is like, I don't have five years plan. I leave now. I And I'm what I'm building today will bring me where I need to be tomorrow. Exactly. exactly. That's why I never ask for an interview. I never ask that question because that used to irritate the life out of me for some other reason. I'm like, how would I know? I'm not Because it forced you to lie. And I'm like, I am not going to lie and say, oh, I will be a manager in your company, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Where I don't know. I, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I, I I can work for you. I can do this, this, and that. Not a problem. Mm. Don't ask me about the future. So I love what you said. Stay in today, not tomorrow. Yes. Be here present. Makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So what word of advice would you give to listeners um, today for that podcast? Because I'm, uh, I have listeners all right around the world. Uh, and what advice would you give it to them to inspire them? If I can put all my advice in just two words, I will say, don't quit. Don't okay. quit. I got goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't quit because look into today. What can I do today? You know, you may have these great ideas. You may have these uh, blossom ideas that are flourishing in your head until you sit down and start opening that book and go slowly the book in your mind to figure out what it is. You keep on saying, oh, I tried that and I fail. I tried that and I fail. I tried that and I fail. I don't think this is for me. Mm -mm. Do not do that, you know? So... When you start something, it doesn't work. You feel like uh, you're not getting where you want to be. Just keep trying. And if you cannot make it on your own, there are people out there who can help. Reach out to me. I'm a business consultant. I work sometimes with businesses who have no clue. They have an idea of what they want to do, but they don't, they don't have a plan. They don't have a business strategy. They just don't know where the business can be. (laughs) They just have this great idea, but don't know how to unfold it. Don't kill yourself. Don't die on yourself. Just reach out to people out there. Reach to business consultants. We can help. So if you reach out to me, you can have, usually the first session is free. So Mm -hmm. if you reach out to me, you're going to have a free uh, first session. We can talk about it. And if you feel like there is a common ground, we can work together. And some people will tell you, oh, hiring a consultant, it's very expensive. You know what? I don't put the price out there because I don't want the price to be um, like a barrier to to your success, right? So I customize. At Joda Priest, we don't believe that one size fits all. So we always customize. We want to make sure that we help you from where you are because we want to see you flying higher in your dreams. I love it. And to be honest with you, and I talked a lot about it too, is that people have great ideas, Mm -hmm. products, services, but they don't know how to put a company together because how I said you need a PhD in marketing and other things to be able to do some of the stuff that people have not been taught. Nobody is teaching anything about running operations, setting up business properly. So you don't have everything on your shoulders. So I love the fact what you're saying. It's, you know what, if you don't know, reach out. 
I can help, somebody can help, mm -hmm. then reach out because yes. that will make such a huge difference in the life of the business owners and help them to succeed properly. So they don't have to go through the horror and others are doing it by there. By Absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm getting a little dry. <laughs> Where are you? I did not ask you that question. Where oh, are you? Really? Well, I'm, I'm a state next to you that is as cold as yours. Indiana? Minnesota. Oh, oh Minnesota. No, I'm, I'm between two states because Wisconsin is in between. <laughs> oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, because when you say close, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> yes. at the one that's around me. Yeah, yeah Minnesota, yeah. you have one. Minnesota. Okay. This is All where right. we get, you know, the minus 70 with the windshield and you're like, oh, that is not that pleasant at all. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a great, you know, Chicago has a beautiful view. It doesn't even look like a lake. It looks like an ocean, actually, when you're looking at the, at the lake. The Michigan Lake, yes. Yes, yes it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Mm -hmm. But when in Minnesota, we have 10,000 lakes. So the <laughs> one in Malax over there, it's huge, the one we got up north. But mm -hmm. yes, no, it's, uh, yes, we're in Minnesota where uh, snow and uh, it's even colder. I spoke many, many years ago to a couple of uh, an old Russian couple. Mm -hmm. And we're talking and I said, so is it as cold as it is in Siberia? And they looked at me and said, no, it's warmer in Siberia. I'm looking at them like, what? <laughs> so even Minnesota is colder than Siberia. I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, no, we are serious. I'm like, okay, that, that's not a good sign. <laughs> it's not a good like, sign, no, right? It's not. So yes, I'm in Minnesota. So beautiful. what? So what are you going to do next with your business? Where do you want to um, um, uh, move forward or to expand in your business? Because you're going to be writing and continue to write, which I think is fabulous. Your magazines are going to be flourishing because you are basically creating a network mm -hmm. uh, with other businesses, which I love. It's the community. Mm -hmm. uh, you got your charity. By the way, I need to ask the question, the charity, um, are you helping here or uh, in Africa when we give to you? Where do you go to help those families and orphans and everybody? Okay. Is, it a, is it a global one or where do you start? So right now, um, here in the United States, it's just a few people that I'm helping, but I'm mostly helping in Africa. The big package goes in Africa, where we see there is a lot of need. Yes. Yeah. Especially for orphans. Yes. Um, because you get war, you get famines, you get disease, and uh, children are left to fend for themselves, which is exactly. very, very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. or even widowers who has to figure out how to feed their children and they exactly. get no help from the community at mm -hmm. all. They're being cast out, which is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, so that's wonderful to know that you're helping those communities. Uh, are you going back to Congo uh, or not? DRC Congo or not? It is my country, so... Uh, right now, I haven't visited for a while, but it is on my schedule to visit the country. So do you, do you have a home base for your charity there as well, where you can help? Uh, what do you mean? That means, do you have a, a satellite, satellite office? Oh, satellite there? Office, yes. Okay, so I haven't established a satellite, but it is... Uh, in my mind right now it's just flying from here directly to to the family needs yeah because I believe like it is really uh, we keep it really um, I would say accountable when we take it directly to the family that need the help instead of trying to transit through the organization and all of that so I go straight to the family that has been referred to me, talk to the family and help them out. That's how I'm working. So people are coming, either they heard about me or it's people that I knew or people who heard that I helped somebody else. So they being referred to me and that's how I'm working. So I'm working directly with those families, directly with those children. Thank you, I wanted that clarification. 
<laughs> because I kind of believe to you, like you said, it's a, it's a must when you talk about charities and I'm not going to go there. I promise today we're going to be nice with some charities that are huge, very big mm. companies mm. who you don't see the money or they mm. say the money is going to go somewhere, but it doesn't. What I mm. love is you're going from, you give me the money and I'm going to go straight to the family without the middleman, without nobody in the middle. So it goes, everything goes to where it's supposed to go. Exactly. And to me, so I'm going to, I'm going to do an endorsement. I don't endorse many things in charities, but I endorse the really one that I believe through and you're yeah. one of them. So I do endorse you for that because I'm going to say to people, if you want to give money, then please give it to the Judah Priest. Uh, foundation because Dr. Marie is going directly and she doesn't pay me by the way uh, just as an FYI just in case they well no no I'm not no 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 nobody pays me because my podcasts are free and I don't uh, I don't get paid for what I believed in but I truly believe in your mission so I will highly encourage anyone who and companies and individuals if you can give a dollar give a dollar because it makes a huge difference to give it to you because you are doing what we're all supposed to be doing, what government should be doing, helping families directly instead of making money disappear somewhere else and the people never get what they need. So for me, thank you for helping the people in Africa or in the US or wherever around the world because I believe that charity is global, not mm -hmm. specific to one country. If people have to refer families in need, how do they do that? Or how, because you, you said uh, just a few minutes ago that people refer families to you. So how can they do that? Can they go back to your website and there is a place where they can get in touch with you and say, well, this is a family in dire need of help. Uh, how can they reach out to you? So they can go on the website or most of the time they can, do, because I have my information out there. Yeah, I'll receive an email, somebody will write an email, somebody will mm -hmm. write a text message, and then I'll follow through with it. Mm -hmm. um, on the website, the website is new, so we haven't collected a lot of information on the website, but a lot of a lot of referral came through either somebody, the person who's referring calls you directly and say, hey, I have a family, I have a friend, can you help? And lately we had, uh, there is this family, this, this story did touch me. And I'm sharing just to tell you out there that there are people who really need your help. You know how we go in the restaurant and you spend $100 in a meal that you're just sitting to three people. But mm -hmm. that $100 can help somebody out there. And this little girl, very smart but she couldn't um, go to school because she had problem with her eyes and she needed some sunglasses, some um, eyeglasses. Mm -hmm. And the parents, they are very loving people, but with the economy, it, it, it became hard for them to support a large family. And when I heard the story, they reached out to me when I heard the story, and at that moment, personally, I was kind of not really financially uh, set yet, but I was like, okay, I can help with it, even just starting a process just a little bit and see how it's going to go. And then by God's grace, we were able to buy the glasses. And once the kid received the glasses, she went to school. And at the end of the year, she was first in the classroom. Isn't that amazing? A simple I was when I heard the story, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Lord, bless me more so that exactly. I can bless more people. Because exactly. I like to see people flourishing that way. Mm -hmm. Somebody may be out there, they are very smart. They cannot go to school just because of tuition. Yes. And the tuition in Africa, it's not expensive. Mm -hmm. But if you are out there and you can go do groceries for your household with $1,000 or even $500, if you can take just $50 out of that and just put it in, the, in this mission, we can help a family put food on the table for probably a week or two. Exactly. So if you have 5,000, you have 10,000 or you have $10, we don't put the specific amount out there. 
But if you can reach out and help with the organization, mm -hmm. somebody out there will have a smile on the face. And that's what makes a huge difference. That's why those are touching stories that people realize what you do is mm -hmm. beyond providing for the food, but for the need of the child mm -hmm. and help them to succeed in their lives. So they get a better start in life, which is awesome. So exactly. I want to thank you so much for sharing all of this and so more with me today, mm -hmm. Dr. Murray. Um, I would like to invite you back uh, on my podcast just because it was so much more fun, but I want to know more about your adventures and what you're going to be doing next and how we can continue to highlight your organization as well, your charity, so you can continue to do good in this world because we need to have people, you know, it's easy to advertise you do good in a world and you just do the minimum, but when you get people like you who are so vested, invested in, a, in their mission, and that makes a huge difference in the world, then I would rather want to promote you guys than anything else. So oh, thank you so much. I'm so touched. Thank oh, you so much. It was, a, it was a pleasure <laughs> speaking with you. And no, maybe next time we'll be speaking French to prove to people we do speak French here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very fun, you know. Every time I have an opportunity to speak French, I'm happy because I don't speak French every day. And you know, with the surrounding, we have English, English, English. So yeah, next time let's talk French. That would be very exciting. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. You get my contacts. So if you want to speak French with me anytime, Dr. Murray, I will be more than happy to hop on a call and have a French conversation. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We'll do that. Thank you so much. Thank it's an honor so for us to yes. be on this platform. Emma, you are doing a fantastic job. And yes. it is great to, to see people out there just doing everything, not that they've been paid, but because they believe in what they mm -hmm. do. Sometimes, you know, the money should not always be the drive of, of, the, of something good that you do out there. So I commit you for that. And thank you for supporting and endorsing uh, the Mario Sacco Foundation with Joda Priest Partnership Philanthropic mm -hmm. Team. We're really looking forward to coming to the next. Oh, yes, we are. And <laughs> you, anytime you want to happen or you have something to share, please do, because it would be an honor to have you back on my podcast. I, I am very humbled to meet people, people like you, Dr. Marie, who really dedicate their life to give back to the community. My podcast is giving back to the community. And if they can reach anyone and inspire anyone, then my job is done. That's what it's all about. It's just sharing the inspiration and um, light up the fire within people to do good to the, for the community. That's what it's all about. So thank you Fantastic. so much for today's episode. Take yeah. care. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Have Bye -bye. a blessed rest of your day. Bye. You too. Bye. <laughs>